Alice Hall McCollum, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall. You're joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. This is where I sit down with my dad and ask him questions that maybe are confusing me or stumping me in my um, Christian walk, in my faith. I realized that over the years, for my whole life, I've had a, a valuable resource in being able to ask him if I have struggle with the scripture, don't something I don't understand, or if I hear something in a sermon or I'm studying something and I just, what does this mean? Um, so anyway, we wanted to let you join us in this and hear some of his answers. So thanks for joining us. And I'm going to jump right in with my next question. Papa, I have a question. I'm sure you do. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. So, <sighs> uh, I want to talk about prayer today. I am convicted at this stage in my life that I I don't fully understand Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 uh, talks about the armor of God. And I feel like I've studied the armor of God. I could name the armor of God. I have my kids memorize the armor of God. And I really, really believe the statement that says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities um, in the heavenly places. I know that's true. But I'm not sure what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. How do we walk out wearing the armor of God? What is what does it look like in my everyday life? Yeah, great question. I think uh, all of us continually have questions about prayer. It is such a powerful thing, and yet it's such a mysterious thing. Mysterious. Yes, that's a good word for it. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it, I don't think we ever really do get it until we understand the privilege of partnership that God has chosen to do his work on earth through human vessels and those human vessels that he's that are his. Mm-hmm. And, and so God could, since he created everything out of nothing, he could just have designed life to be. I'll do what I want to do, and y'all, y'all are robots. Y'all just yeah. do what I tell you to do. Yeah. And if you don't do what's right, I'll annihilate you. Yeah, like an assembly line. Yeah, just, right. Yeah. But he didn't do that. He, he, he put Adam and Eve on the earth and said, uh, I want you to till the earth. Well, God obviously knows how to till the earth. <laughs> or he could have sent angels to. They, they're, yeah. they're stronger. Yeah. No, he said, I want you to. You, mm-hmm. you, you're my, my people, created my image. I want you to subdue the earth. So he lets us partner with him, and we get it. You know, I wrote a book years ago, by the way. You can order the book. It's a good book. Yeah. It's called Incense and Thunder. I got the title title from Revelation, where when John is kind of caught up in the in the Spirit on the Lord's day and looks into heaven, heavenly places, and he sees the, this throne, and he sees incense going up into the heavenlies, and an angel taking the incense, the smoke, mixing it, mixing it with fire from the altar in heaven, mixing that together and flinging it back to earth. And it comes back to the earth as lightning and thunder and earthquakes. And when, and when it was explained to John what that was, they, he said, that's the prayers of the saints. The prayers go up. That's our job. The angel takes them, mix it with God's will, God's sovereignty, God's power, God's plan, God's timing, mix it with all that, flings it back to the earth, and it comes back with as light changing things, earthquakes, things change. So we get and that's partner. happening continually. Continually, all yeah. the time. 
And so uh, to, to believe that, to believe that there's an invisible realm and that, that, that God is, whether we feel like it or not, he's listening to our prayers and he's mixing it with his mercy, his wisdom, his grace, and flinging it back to earth. Now, in, you know, in Ephesians 6, what Paul is doing is kind of using uh, the, the Roman soldier's armor as a metaphor to describe what does it mean to be dressed up in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. place in Scripture, it says, put on Christ. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Put on right. Christ. That's kind of nebulous, kind of mysterious. How do you put on Christ? Uh-huh. Well, he says, okay, let's break it down. You put on his, his truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, because none of us, we're not truth. You know, I'm partially true and I'm partially deceived. Mm-hmm. But he's tr- he's totally true. Uh, his righteousness, you know, his his faith, his salvation, salvation. Mm-hmm. his uh, everything in the armor is a is a is a part of who Christ is. So uh, the way I approach God is I approach God in Christ. Mm-hmm. So when we say in Jesus' name, it means more than just, I said that word in Jesus' name. This is the closing of my prayer. Yes, yeah, this is the <laughs> toward closing. It's that, uh, yeah, it's like I, I'm praying in Jesus' name, which means I'm coming with a consciousness that I am coming this way. I'm coming as if Jesus himself is coming, because mm-hmm. that's how he told me to come. Yeah. So to come in his name means that I'm asking I'm asking you, God, to do for me what you do for Jesus if he can. That is powerful. Yes. We don't, we say it as a phrase. We don't give it the weight it deserves. Yes. That is incredible. Just what you just said, that we are we are asking him to give what Jesus would ask for. Yeah. Or, I mean, that, yeah. Not sure I can quite... Get over that right now. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't think we give it the weight that it deserves. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, it just put, puts prayer in a holy place. Absolutely. Like, uh, okay, God, I'm asking you to do for me what you would do for Jesus. If he asked. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we pray to the Father. That he told us when they when the disciples said, "Teach us to pray," he said. Well, first thing is, you got to know who you're talking to. That's right. So you come to him as a father, okay? But when but when Jesus is talking to, uh, when he's expl- in other places where he talks about prayer, he talks about it in relationship to a judge. He is a father and a judge. And a judge. So he talks about the, uh, the widow that said, I'm being mistreated and I want justice. What she's doing is she's saying there's stuff on the books that I'm claiming my rights. It's it's on the justice books. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking you to enforce justice. It's on the books. So when we pray like that, we're talking to a father, but he is a judge. And he he loves to dispense justice. And by the way, at the end of that, it says... The, the judge finally, because she worried him to death, he was an yeah. unjust judge. Yeah. You know, he, he he wanted his sleep, but it's like, I'm not going to get in sleep to answer this woman. So it was because of her importunity, but he, he says, that's not the way God is. He's eager to bring justice for his elect. Mm-hmm. Quickly. 
Now, I know with God, things quickly, you know, <laughs> you can do things quickly and it'd be 5,000 years. Right. <laughs> I, you keep saying that word. I do not think it means <laughs> what you think it means. That's true. <laughs> so he's got, he's got time on his side since he created it. So, but I, I think there's something we miss there. It's like, okay, what's written in the book about me? Well, it's important that we read the scripture to find out. What, what, what's written? Well, it says that my sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. It says that I'm not guilty. I'm not condemned. There's no condemnation. It says that I am loved. He eternally loved. He can't quit loving me. He's going to love me forever, and he knows me. And it says that I'm as an ambassador. So... And, and he says that I can ask, and he would he will give things. That's written in the book. Mm. Okay, so when I pray, it's like, okay, I'm asking you to do what's written in the book. I don't book. think we believe that. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't think, I think we, when I think of what's written in the book, it's all the things I did. It's not all the things that Jesus did. Yeah, well, that, see, what's written in that book has been taken by him. And his blood has purged it. That's right. That's, that's written in the book that that happened. That's amazing. Yeah. So I got to believe that in order to yeah. be able to pray with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So when you pray for individuals, uh, you know, what's written in the book about them? Their sins are forgiven. They're loved. They're yeah. chosen. And then sometimes you have personal things like there have been personal prophecies that, that people have verified and affirmed. It's like that's written in the book about him. So that's their destiny. So the devil can't have that destiny. It's written in the book for him. So you're asking God to bring justice there. Mm. And and it's it's justice not based on your vengeance, but it's based on his his promise. Mm -hmm. So I I think as as we pray, we pray with that kind of authority. Like, you know, Excuse me, John says in his epistle, uh, this is the confidence we have that when we pray, he hears us and answers. And he said, if you see a brother sinning, a sin that's not unto death, you can can ask for life for him and God will give it to him. Mm -hmm. That's one of those deals I don't think we believe either. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So if I go to God and say, look, I think I know what's written in the book for Karis. And I'm praying for her. I'm asking for you to give to her what you would give to her if she's asking the way I'm asking. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I'm asking in Jesus' name, and I love you, and I am trusting you. I'm asking you for life for her. Would you give her life because I'm asking? Wow. That's... That, that's praying the way Jesus prays. Yeah. So, so when we pray, I think we we have to understand that, and we have to understand that, yeah, there there is a there are evil forces out there that are mm-hmm. deceiving people, and people are are deceived. They're believing lies, and they're bound up with all kind of stuff because they believe the lie. And we we have more influence, more power than we think we have, simply because we're partners with God. Yeah. That's good news. That's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. I think we don't, uh, we pray flippantly. We don't realize all that we're, all that we have access to and all that we're doing when we're actually praying. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder sometimes, you know, uh, in my brief, uh, in a hurry prayer and praying stuff, you know, it's like, 
I go to God and, 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 and I'm now projecting on him the way I'd be, but it's like God's going, okay, glad you came. And, and I go, hey, would you, uh, will you give me 50 cents? And he's got, uh, uh, you know, I had, mm-hmm. I had five million over here. I was, I was going to give mm-hmm. you if you'd ask for it, but well, I'm too busy, Lord. I'll see you later. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think sometimes we, we're in such a hurry or whatever, think, don't think we need it. We don't ask. So, being a good God who loves us, I think He gives you big problems, cause you to stay there longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that's another question. Yeah. <laughs> So he lets stuff come up that says, you know, I think I'll spend a little more time praying. Yeah. Because I can't handle it on my own. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe we've created more questions than we've given answers, but it's worth worth studying and it's worth thinking about because prayer is a fabulous privilege. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to chew on in that. Like I'm I'm still convicted, (laughs) but I think that's a, a good way. Thanks for joining us. For Papa, I have a question. Join us next week.